This is Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the most listened to podcast for parents by parents. Hey there, everyone. Thank you for listening to Back Talk, the talk show for parents by Successful Black Parenting Magazine. Our hashtag for this show is hashtag backtalk. Please share it on all of your social media platforms and let people know how much you enjoy the show. Today, we do not have a guest. So when we don't have a guest, we just talk about topics that are in the news. And one of the things that I've been discovering is that a lot of African-Americans do not follow the news or they do not follow politics or both. So Here is your um, update on what I've been seeing over these past few years. And it's all seems to be um, correlated to not just having a new president because he can't be blamed for everything. This has been going on for so many years. It's just now coming to a head because of something that has been coined with the term, the browning of America. Now, if you don't know what that is, I suggest you Google it and learn everything you need to learn about it because that's not conspiracy theory. This is something that is out there. Um, the browning of America is basically brown bodies, whether it's African-American, Mexican, uh, mixed with uh, people from India, um, all of the brown bodies together will make up the majority now, I've heard as soon as 2032, uh, originally I thought it was 2050, but it's as soon as 2032, year 2032, brown people will be the majority and Caucasians have now become the minority. Not conspiracy theory. We're just having more babies than they are. All right. As a group of different uh, backgrounds of brown people. So. Like I said, look it up for yourself. It's called the Browning of America. Now, this has an impact on our children because before great change, you always have upheaval. You always have chaos. And unfortunately, we're in that chaotic situation. And that's what we're living through right now. And yes, It is because of this browning of America, because if you listen to both sides, like you listen to the far left, you listen to the far right. And, you know, I'm more on the left than the right, but I'm more progressive than anything. But the right is always talking about this topic of becoming extinct, you know, white people becoming extinct. That's a major talking point for white supremacists um, that are on the right, because that's where they are. And... It's also the talking point about race wars. They want a race war, so they have a legal reason to annihilate black and brown bodies. No one else is talking about a race war except for the extreme right. Okay, so keep that in mind because, you know, we're peaceful people for the most part. You know, we only tend to do have violent episodes exactly when there is scarcity and there's not enough to go around. Um, you know, we have mental health problems. There's always a reason for something. You know, they said there's a reason for everything. There really is a reason for everything. There's a reason why our community has turned to violence in the past and now. Um, scarcity will do that. Uh, mental health issues and not addressing those will do that. There's reason for everything, right? 
But for the most part, we've been peaceful people because if we weren't peaceful, all the things that have been done to us over these years, we would have retaliated a long time ago. So I'm I'm going to stick with we're peaceful people. Um, so this branding of America is a big deal. Corporations are planning for it. They're having conference workshops about what the new office will look like in 2050, what the world will look like in 2050. What about hiring practice? I mean, they are revving up for this because they know what's happening. So now we see so many things happening. And how does this stuff affect our children? We're going to get back to it, but let's just address it a little bit because um, what we found out was that basically for the first time in our nation's history, the majority of babies born in America have been kids of color. Okay. So we found this out like back in 2012. So this is how long this has been brewing, right? Even before that, but for sure, this is when all the statistics started to hit that in 12 states in the District of Columbia, the majority of children under age five were of color. So <laughs> this will have an impact on everything that matters from education to healthcare to politics in, in our culture, right? So all of this stuff is intertwined. It's like, you know, the butterfly effect, you know, the more brown people you have to now cater to them. You, they're no longer the a minority, they're majority, right? And some will argue, oh, but Africa was the majority and apartheid. So it didn't help them at all. But we'll see because we have a lot more power here. We're educated today um, and we're allowed to have education so once you educate people, it's hard to take that back. So let's just keep talking with what's going on and how it affects our children. So now we see the biggest deal in the news this week and in the past has been the um, abortion, the anti-abortion laws, I should say, that, that people don't want abortions um, in, in, in certain political states. And so they have voted against it. Um, Christians, but the statistics came out today that Christians have the most abortions out of everyone. And I'm Christian, so I'm not against Christians. Um, I'm against Christians who don't practice what they preach and are selective about it and who select only certain passages out of the Bible to justify their, you know, their cause. That's not cool. So anti-abortion laws, I think it's now four states Alabama, Georgia, I think is Missouri now does today that joined. Uh, I have to look and see what the, the other state was. It's not in my, I don't want to get it wrong. But I think we're up to four states now who have banned abortions almost completely. Uh, I know Alabama's really strict with, you know, it was, uh, even if you were raped or incest, it didn't matter really. So, and I'm not pro-abortion. I'm not against abortion. Um I'm not either. I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, the government just needs to stay out of your bedroom. They need to stay out of your bedroom. They don't. It, when did we start mixing church and state? Well, I know when, because it's when the churches started getting money from the government, which should have never happened and should stop. And if they get money from the government, then they should pay taxes. But that's another story for another day, because this has interrupted our whole democracy. And now that we are seeing this wildfire of anti-abortion laws, there's a reason for it. And like I said, it's like a diagram. You can draw it out. The circle being this browning of America and all the branches coming from this circle. 
or all the things I'm about to talk about. And it's not conspiracy theory. It's just like, prove to me they're not connected. Please prove to me they're not connected because I'm following the news every day. I keep track of these things. I might not remember the exact numbers and statistics, but if I can look it up, I'll get it for you. So here we got these everywhere, anti-abortion laws and uh, this one, hold on, one one lady in, uh, where was she? She was in Ohio, a state representative, Janine Boyd, that's her name, Janine Boyd, I had to look it up for a second. She actually proposed um, the abortion bill but exempting African-American women from abortion restrictions. I'm going to say that one more time. So I'm going to say it just like this. Okay. So (laughs) they want abortion laws to be really strict, if at all. But black women can keep getting them. If that doesn't raise an eyebrow... That I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Okay, it just, it just should raise some eyebrows. So there, this is the fetal heartbeat law in Ohio, right? So basically, she tried to justify, it, which made absolutely no sense. So <laughs> let me see. This is how, this is how it reads. Rep, uh, Representative Janine Boyd proposed Amendment zero two nine one which would have provided an exception for black mothers to abort their babies. Boyd suggested protecting black children from abortion is akin to slavery. Black slaves were once treated like cattle and put out to stud in order to create generations of more slaves. She said during her remarks, which were broadcasted on the Ohio channel, our country is not far enough beyond our history to legislate as if it is. What? <laughs> How does that make any sense? Yes, it's true. We were. That did happen. But as soon as I heard that, I went, aha. That's that's it. That's it. Aha. They don't want black babies being born in America. They want more white babies born in America so that they can populate, right? So they want to populate. They want their population to explode in our population to decrease. Now, anytime you hear about anything that's decreasing our population from maternity rates or whatever, you have to start thinking about these things. And I'm not saying maternity rates and mortality rates of baby, black babies, which is high and epidemic in this country. You know, we have a few epidemics. We have that. We have the suicide rates of our young children ages nine to 11. And it is tied to this, but not directly because the bullying, a lot of the bullying that these children are receiving is due to racism. And then they kill, they kill themselves and the kids tell them to kill themselves. We talked about that last week. So if you didn't hear last week's episode, you know, go back and listen to that. But, you know, you have to think about whenever you hear of black bodies dying, just ask yourself, could, could possibly be die back to the brown in America? We cannot prove it necessarily in every case. But you can see a correlation starting to develop. And someone really needs to do some research about these things. And please disprove me because I would like to know that I'm, I'm disproven. But your facts better be on point. And I need to see the thorough research. And you have better sample a variety of the population 
Because what I'm about to say is just to pay attention. All I'm saying is to pay attention because our children can be affected. If you live in your own bubble, in your own neighborhood, and you don't pay attention to all these things, good for you. Because I'm going to tell you, the people that are paying attention, <laughs> they're finding they are having something called political anxiety disorder. They're giving them anxiety, basically, just knowing all this stuff that's going on. And uh, basically, they did a survey and they found that 39% of the people said they their anxiety level had risen over the previous year and that 56% were either extremely anxious or somewhat anxious about the impact of politics on daily life. Well, here we got the abortion people, right? Um, so if you're in your little bubble, you know, honestly, I don't blame you. Stay in your little bubble, but make sure you vote the people out and know who you're voting for. That's all I'm going to say, because... It affects our children. Our lives are at stake. I've been saying that our lives are at stake. Um, it's the people who don't do anything um, who are just as guilty as the people who are voting for people who are ending your rights or trying to end your rights or trying to end even more. So let's just talk about birth control. Okay. So this administration wanted to take away birth control, affordable birth control from, from people who had insurance. Because most of the people that have insurance, like Obama, what they call Obamacare, which is, you know, the Affordable Care Act, um, because it's expensive. It's not cheap. It's to be, it's not that affordable, you know, when you think of it in, in terms of just trying to have, make a living. I mean, I rem I was on it. I remember paying um, three to $400 at the time. That was a lot. You know, that, that was the one of the biggest bills I had. I didn't even have a car payment. That was it. So... They, they wanted to take birth control off of that from making it free or affordable. Why? Because if, if women can't get birth control, especially white women, they will have more babies, right? Yeah, all this stuff is tied together, you know? And yet the black maternity rate um, of surviving, you know, having a baby is very high. It means you're li more likely to die in childbirth than the poorest white woman in a rural country. Um, your baby is more likely to die. And they say it's because doctors don't take black women seriously when they say something is wrong. And the one gentleman who is just walking up and down the Capitol steps trying to get Congress attention and make some legislation, his poor wife died in childbirth after being ignored for 10 hours and she bled internally and she died. And she was an educated woman. Like she had various what, college degrees, and she had other children. And she's not here today because she was ignored, which is what they're saying is part of this uh, maternity death rate for um, Black women because we're being ignored. So if you are a pregnant mom right now, I'm just going to tell you, if you're having a hospital birth, please go ahead make sure if you feel anything is wrong, you yell loudly and you make sure your partner who's with you is yelling loudly and make sure they don't make them wait and tell them, you know, what they told him, you know, basically you have to wait your turn. We're busy. No, 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 no. You make all kinds of ruckus. You do whatever you got to do to get their attention. I mean, you, you, if you got to stand in front of them, whatever it is you have to do, because they're ignoring our women. And um, even Serena Williams had to basically pound on the desk at the front of the, uh, the hospital where the nurses are and tell them, look, I know I have a blood clot forming and you need to do something about it right now. And 
they wanted to ignore her until she got really loud with them. So do what you need to do to get their attention. But that's where we are. So now we don't, we, well, white women can't get their birth control. Black women are dying in childbirth. Their babies are dying. Um, white women can have, a, well, everybody right now can't have abortions. So that the babies on that side is, should be booming, right? Unless you do it illegally, right? So they're trying to make it so that if you can go out of state to get it done legally in another state, you can go to jail for a long, long time. So they really are locking this down. Um, but then the one representative in Ohio is trying to make it so, oh, yeah, black women, they can have, they can have abortions, they can kill all their babies. <sighs> it's tiring. It, it's tiring being black. It really is. Because you you got to keep bouncing stuff off and yet keep going. And don't get me wrong, I'm proud to be black. If I came back in my next life, I'm, I want to be black because I, I love my culture and I think our people are awesome. I will not put our people down. Love our people. I get upset when other people put our culture down because there's a reason for everything. All right. So got that. Let's go into the next thing. Let's talk a little bit. If you notice the immigration policies that have been put in place over the past few years with this administration, illegal immigrants, how they're treating the immigrants in Mexico. And there are a lot of brown bodies in Mexico, brown bodies that look just like you and me in Mexico. They don't, you know, they're not like what you typically would see in um, an ad on Trump about what, you know, the Mexicans look like. These are like, they're brown bodies there. They look just like African-Americans. I mean, because, you know, we, you know, we come in all different shades and colors and hues and so do they. They come in different hair textures or whatever. So they are us, basically. They are us, that we are citizens. And the way they're being treated, and I think it's up to six children have died now at the border. There's a reason for this, um, the way they're stopping immigration legally as well as illegally for brown bodies. And illegal immigration, sure, there should be things put in place. But they came there to seek asylum. And that's what we stood for as a country all this time. You can come here for that purpose and do it legally. But children shouldn't die. Children shouldn't be put in cages. Um, children definitely should not be separated from their parents and lost that's a whole other topic too, which breaks my heart. I mean, we got decades and decades to go where these children will grow up and, you know, never know their parents. So that breaks my heart. I can't even think about that on a regular basis because that's depressing for me and I'm not the parent, you know? So these controversial immigration policies that are in place, there are, I'm going to tell you right now, there are illegal white Canadians here in this country. There are illegal white um, people from UK and Europe, but you don't hear about them. You don't see them getting um, deported like you will see the brown and black bodies in mass numbers. It's an exodus. You know, the Haitians are next because he put gave them a timeline to get out of the country, basically, uh, when they came here for refugee as refugees from the earthquake um they were protected under obama administration but they trump gave them a deadline to get out and i believe that deadline is approaching so i believe that's the next group of people you're going to hear a lot about if you hear about them at all because we tend you know the media tends to squash a lot of things but um that's the next group that's at risk so we have a mass exodus of brown bodies to get them out of the country you have them trying to increase the births of, of white people. 
um, decrease the births of Black people, whether by chance or however it ha- is happening. Um, we have abortions getting uh, so strict that you can't get one. And uh, if you do, you can go to jail and for a long time. But um, I'm trying to find an exception for Black women to do so. We have that, you know, it's one politician right now, but if she got that passed, I'm sure that would pass too. Um, let's not even get into much with the for-profit prisons, which house more inmates of color than anyone who lose their rights to vote, to have any power once they do get out, if they ever do get out. And we know that um, Black men are being sentenced to stronger penalties, to longer sentences, almost 20% longer than any white male they will be sentenced. So the, 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 it seems like the prisons are trying to keep them in jail longer, trying to keep put them in jail for offenses that um, other people would get away with that are, are not black. Um, other people have gotten away with for so many years. Um, things that are they're now making legal that black people are in jail for, like, you know, selling weed, you know, they should all, they should really release all these black men who went to jail for selling weed in states where it is legal because it's not fair. It's just not fair. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about um, how, how do we deal with this? What do we do? Because I, you know, we also have, you know, which has been a long time in the making, um, police, um, you know, Black Lives Matter and brutality too, killing unarmed black men, women, and children, which is sad. It really is sad. And I'm not against police. I have an ex-husband who's a police officer. Um, he's cool. And I think more police officers should be like that, where they're from your na- the neighborhood and they patrol their neighborhoods. Because I think if you know the people you're working with, then you're less likely to kill them. Yeah. Um, but police in general, and I'm going to take it to the top, I think, you know, if they cared, the top would have already done something about it. But they're not, they're not trying to meet with Black Lives Matter or whatever group is trying to make change. They're not trying to meet with anyone. You had a fraternal order of police, the police union. They could take some onus or responsibility and say, hey, you know what? We don't want our police officers to get this bad rep. We want them to be community people in the community to love them. So let's meet with them and make real change. But they're not. They're not doing that. So I'm kind of calling them out on that because that's not cool. We want our children not to be afraid of police. We want our children to know that they're there for their safety. But here's an issue. So more than 10 years ago, the FBI did a report, a white paper report on how white supremacy infiltrated the police departments across the nation. Ten, over 10 years ago, nothing has been done about it. And it, you know, by now, 10 years later, it's a big problem. As we can see on the news, we're hearing uh, police officers getting busted for um, being part of neo-Nazi groups and um, for saying racist things. Uh, it's, a, it's a big deal because if the people that were supposed to protect us want to kill us, it is, it's, they're no longer serving and protecting. We're paying them to do that as taxpayers. So this report came out and it basically said it raised an alarm over white supremacist groups, historical interest in infiltrating law enforcement communities or recruiting law enforcement personnel. Um, the effort, the memo noted, can lead to investigative breaches that can jeopardize the safety of law enforcement sources or personnel. The memo also stated that law enforcement had recently become aware of the term ghost skins, ghost skins 
used among white supremacists to describe those who avoid overt displays of their beliefs to blend into society and covertly advance white supremacist causes. In at least one case, the FBI learned of a skinhead group encouraging ghost skins to seek employment with law enforcement agencies in order to warn crews of any investigations. <sighs> so just keep an eye out. Don't want you to get that political anxiety disorder, but uh, keep an eye out because everything that's going on will affect our children. It will. Now, here's the, the good news at the end of all of this is that we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. We are not going anywhere. They can try, 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 and try, but we're not going anywhere. You can make laws that are against women's rights, but women will find a way. And you can keep trying. They will find a way. We are resilient, and still we rise, no matter what they do, and still we rise. So after all this chaos and turmoil, once we survive all of this, we will be on top. We will be on top. For every upheaval, there is a calm after the storm. This is a storm, and we will sh we shall survive it. Unfortunately, right now, this is America. So pay attention in the schools, guys. Pay attention because it affects our children through teachers, because they're white supremacist teachers or teachers who uphold white supremacy in the schools, I should say, because there's a difference. There's white supremacist teachers who will not even teach black children and probably would have a fit if a black child was in their class. And there's teachers who uphold white supremacy. And I've met some of them as a teacher because they'll say things like, well, some of these kids are uppity. And then you'll look at them like, you got to be kidding me. Did you just say uppity? And then uh, I had, I've actually, that's a real story, by the way, true story. Um, well, you know, some of these kids are pulling our school's grades down. It's not the Asians. Well, you look at the chart, you see it was the black kids, right? Because, you know, black kids, we learn differently. Our kids learn differently. A lot of times they do. Our kids do better with hands-on projects and um, open classrooms that aren't over capacity. We just do. Uh, and should be nothing wrong with that. And we should be tested differently. And I'll go into that closer to school year. <laughs> But keep your eyes open. Know that we shall rise and we will be on top. We always do. We float to the top like cream. We always um, achieve. And we want our children to do the same, and they will. Just keep an eye on it. I truly want you to Google the term browning of America, the browning of America. And anything that happens in the news, just question everything. Question yourself and say, huh. What does that have to do with that? How would it? Well, how would it? How would that relate? And just keep an eye on things. You are the keepers. Keep an eye on things. All right, guys, that's it. Have a happy Memorial Day. It's coming up this weekend. I want to thank you all for listening to Back Talk. Don't forget to share this broadcast with whoever you think needs it. And let's get the word out. Until next time, I will see you soon. Or talk to you soon, because this one, we don't have video. So I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This is Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the most listened to podcast for parents by parents.